You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Nick a witch. <laughs> I've got so many nicknames for I know, you. I love seeing you. Yeah, I Monday love seeing morning. you. I've even won some makeup today. Make it look pretty with makeup. I normally don't wear makeup in here. See, it's, I thought we were starting a podcast that no one would see us. Damn it, they do teasers <laughs> and I've got to put lipstick on. I'm a beach bum these days. You know, I wanted to have a little teeny weeny 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 chat about rest. Can I Being yawn? Ca- you can. One, two, three. <laughs> now, this is going to be a fun race. It's just one. like, you know, I was thinking the other day about all of the people that we've interviewed this year and how dynamic, and usually they are, let's be honest. Most people sat at that microphone opposite us mm-hmm. are extremely dynamic humans. I agree. Whether they get home and they've got three children and they're running a business with 10 to 100 people. Uh, maintaining a beautiful relationship, traveling, coming back, jet lag, whatever. And I was thinking, let's have a quick chat about balance, about rest, about stopping. Mm-hmm. Like how important that is. Well, you know what? You're spot on because it is important because when you go, 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 and look, hey, I'm guilty of that a lot of the times, <laughs> then, <laughs> then sometimes it's a crash mm. landing and mm. sometimes it's your body. And look, hey, I had a hip replacement. So, I mean, yeah. that was a real crash landing for me, you know. and uh, It made know, you so stop. It made me stop. Then you again, know, you were I'll... dancing on a on a ship in June. It didn't make me in stop big, too much. In big swells. So... <laughs> I had my hiking Ooh. poles and I still danced whatever. <laughs> Seriously. But sometimes isn't it interesting when they go, listen, the body talks, the body speaks. And, uh, you know, so sometimes you can't, you think you can fool yourself by go, go, go. And all of a sudden, that's sometimes when an accident can happen, when all of a sudden then you're forced to rest. And we hate it that you have to get to that stage. So let's try and do it when you don't have to have that. It's true. But what about yeah. you? What about you, Di? Do yeah. you do it's, for resting? I was thinking I mean, about it the other day. I was saying, okay, Di, how do you balance yourself for your health? And it is ultimate. And what's health? The full circle, body, mind, spirit. Repeat, body, I want to keep fit for my organs. Spirit, be uplifted, reconnect back to the universe. Um, Marty, what's the next one? Mind, calm the mind. And if you read all the stats about how many thoughts you have in a day, it's bloody terrifying. But with me, my thing's walking in nature. Mm -hmm. I try and meditate, but then I sort of get the mind enters and I get a bit, oh, one eye's open. I'm like, I should be doing that. Oh, that <laughs> needs a bit of painting over there. Yeah. But generally, and I think you've inspired me there too, is I now write every single day about what's going on. I put my my head onto paper. That's I love yeah, that, Yeah, and time. it's calming. Yes. And yep. I can look and reflection and go, wow, why am I really thinking that? Or I look back at my notes and go, oh, my God. Do you do it more a journal? Style. I know you do a I journal. Do a di- I do a Mine's diary. Mine's just erratic. Like I just go, oh, that's really annoying me. Right, write it down, die. Mm. Write it down. And that can take time, but it, I find that it's healing. What about you when you're doing your journal? Yeah, well, I do more of a diary, which for me, it's just organising my life. 
And then from that, then I might put like little stars and asterisks for, you know, certain things. And then I'll have a separate time when I might journal something, some some thoughts. But mine's more of sort of like planning my life, what I'm doing and activities and dinners and functions and whatever. That's how I've – and I've done it, as you know, since I've been 15. Yeah. And I'd nearly feel lost without it. Even though you can have a diary on your mobile phone, it's just not the same. You as have the, a tiny book too. It's only it's a weenie one. It's only a small one. one. Exactly. Yeah. But I also say when you write it yeah. down, it's nearly more – powerful than actually if you type it in your notes. It's the creative side of us, yes. which if you tap into that, it's just could speak a thousand words. And I words. think that Excuse the pun, is, but yeah. is to help my mind when you say the different aspects of it. Like you, I love walking. Yeah. And that's just fantastic. And you know, with Fred with the dog, that Fred helps. the cover dog, yeah. love that. Oh, when she says that, she doesn't say that about Richard or me. She yeah. goes, Fred the copper, copper dog. dog. I know. Always goes this inflection up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love that. I'm back doing yin yoga now, which is great. See, so that's the, amazing. That really relaxes me too, puts me in a Zen state. And then I think those tips like from Lee Holmes, you know, I had magnesium, some melatonin at night time just to try and, you know, get me to sleep when you can. So if your mind's calm. But with all our inspiring guests, they're all doing so much. Incredible. Probably rest. they haven't. I think we need to hone in a bit more on that with guests. Uh, this is right in if you agree. Like, I'd love to know your feedback on what you do to stop. I'd love and to I hear mean, that too. Stop. DM us. What, let us know. Um, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, the green light and the red light. Yes, I what love that What do you do for book. the red light yeah. to stop? That's right. And what's what the amber do? light? Yeah. I also forgot ice baths. I'm doing ice baths. Oh, wow. Which sounds crazy, but no, I, ice baths I use are that in. to rest. No, absolutely. Like rest everything. Well, I tell you what. I mean, but rest, yeah. All our listeners would have heard many a time, you know, mostly I'd say in the background is our fabulous producer, Sam. Yeah. Well, we have got her. She's jumped the other side of the fence. She has. And, uh, and so we're welcoming. How about where we met Sammy? I know. Well, we're Sammy welcoming the seal, Sam. Sammy the seal, I call her. <laughs> we want to talk about Sam. But first of all, let's okay. welcome, let's welcome <laughs> Sam. You're going to hear her, you know, straight from the back fence in your Thank ears. Thank you. It's very exciting <laughs> to be here. <laughs> and it is, it's such an interesting story how we met because people often say, how did you start producing this podcast? Like, how do you know these women? Yeah. <laughs> we're 20 years old. Oh, like, yeah. I met them yeah. at the retreat I worked at in Phuket and they're like, what? <laughs> it is random. It is ra- ra- yeah. random. Yeah, so do I. We're random. Yeah, we're random. <laughs> I was trying to remember what year you both came. Uh, I know Nicola came 2019. Was it? Had, yeah, 2019 in March is when I first met uh, Sam. Okay. And then when Di came, came later on in 2019 in October. It was 19. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. And then I hmm. went a, I the third time, which I yeah, think you left because that was left. post the COVID um, yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. So, but talk, we'll talk we came and she left. <laughs> That, but with um, oh, we have sad. to mention too with Sam. We were saying with rest, and I was saying how the body talks, and sometimes you know you get injuries. Sam, mm-hmm. what's happened to you? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just three, a minor. Three weeks ailment. ago now. So uh, yeah, I was injured playing basketball. <laughs> An opponent uh, ripped the ball so hard that she pulled my arm out of its socket, so Whoa. dislocated my shoulder, fractured it, tore the key ligament. Was told I would probably need surgery, but last week I was cleared, so I don't Hallelujah. need surgery. So I'm very, very grateful. But yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been resting. Well, does that go? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the understatement. Does that opponent know the consequences of what happened? Not yet. She back? knows an ambulance was called. She knows that I dislocated the shoulder because she saw Has it. Has she texted you? No. Okay. No. Well, she, she doesn't. She doesn't know how much. <laughs> anyway. But it was wasn't, anyway. We won't go into it. No, anymore. no, no. It's getting better. You play, you play sports. <laughs> 
But look know. at her. She looks a million dollars, I know. doesn't she? She is a million dollars. Well, how inspiring you were for both Nicola and I when we were in Phuket. I mean, you're a life coach. Yes. And when we listen to Sam, you just put put it, you know, so succinctly, so simply, so user-friendly, the way you approach life. Mm. I mean... I think there was one specific thing you wanted to focus on with Sam today. Yeah, well, I loved it with Sam, just sort of going back to my memories of you, Sam, is you're riding the bike and your hair would be up there and you'd ride the bike and throw it on the side there and next minute it'd be in Phuket and then the classes would begin and Sam would give these life coaching classes. And one of the ones that particularly took my interest was the one on self-love. Yeah. And I've never forgotten that. Let's hone on that. Let's work on that Yeah, so can you tell us a bit about the importance of self-love and tips for our listeners yeah. about it. Ah, uh, thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad that that was your favourite talk. That was really? my favourite talk. <laughs> was it? Wow. I gave that talk for years and years, uh, hundreds of times. And the reason why I gave it, this wasn't the first talk I gave. I was living in Phuket for a couple of years before I even created that talk because I was really? on my own journey with self-love. So it came from a very personal place of having uh, body image issues myself, having an eating disorder, having very kind of self-critical thoughts and working through that for myself. But then the more and more I coached people, I saw, hang on a second, every single issue I've ever seen in anyone's life, whether it's to do with their relationships, their work, uh, whether they can't set boundaries, whether they're people pleasers, which we've heard a lot about in this podcast with so many of our guests, uh, whether it's an addiction, whether it's overeating, it didn't really matter what it was. I realised that for me, in any case, the root cause and the thing that was going to help their healing was improving the relationship that they had with themselves, that everything came back to, did this person think they were worthy, they were lovable, they were deserving? Did they really respect themselves, trust themselves? Were they kind to themselves? Did they have self-compassion? And I was like, if people treated themselves as if they were their best friend, as if this was the most important relationship of their life, their whole world would change. So I was like, how can I teach that? What are the lessons? What are the tools? How can I make it practical? Because I also knew for people like me or for a lot of people, the term self-love can be a bit like, what does that even mean? A lot of people online just kind of talk about it in very superficial ways of like, oh, they talk about self-care, like, oh, go and get a massage or, you know, and I'm like, it's, that's yeah, not It's superficial is the word, yeah. Um, it's so not going I, deep. Exactly. Yeah. I became fascinated yeah. in how could I, how could I pull it apart? How could I come up with a framework and how could I then give people a toolbox, not so that you have to do a thousand things every day, but so that you can find the one tool within that toolbox that might work for you uh, so that you can just be kind to yourself. Because I, I self love this. You know, we, you know how we always say I love this. Love this. Say, I self love this. I self love this too. I do self love this. This is seriously music to our ears. It is. It's like our favourite yeah. subject, really. Yeah, and yeah. I know everyone listening right now, everyone, there wouldn't be one person that's listening right now that's not going, yeah, I've got to tune in more. I've got to tune in more. Mm. And it shows up like. It's very hard to do, though, Sammy. I find it really difficult. <laughs> so I'm tell being us. honest. Yes. I mean, yeah. I do love myself, but not enough. Yeah. I find it difficult. Yeah. And I think it is difficult, but it's both. It's difficult and it's simple. It's every single day do something to treat yourself kindly. It's not that you will never have critical what, a, thoughts. What, a, a packet of chocolate biscuits? like. <laughs> Come on, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to have more self-love Well, daily? Do you, like, do you know what? Examples. You, 
what you talked about at the start of this episode is a perfect example. Rest. Oh, hello. That hello. is a self-loving thing to do. So here's a oh, question. Cheers, Rose. <laughs> I like that I one. I love it. And Sam, and Sam just puts the whole thing in together, doesn't she, like a neat bow. Yeah, we love that bow. <laughs> here's a question that I will give you and every listener. If you ask yourself this question every day, you can ask it once a day. You could ask it 10 times a day. It doesn't matter. What would I do if I loved myself? And then do that. Hold on. What would I do, do if, if I love myself? Yeah. Because here's an example. Sometimes, That's a good question, isn't it? Sometimes oh, me thinking. Wow. you wake up in the morning, you have tons of energy, you're feeling good. Mm, Nicola, yes, I'm pointing yes, at you yes, because yeah. you're so everybody knows you're so energetic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you want to go, 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 go. Roadrunner. Yeah, Roadrunner. Yeah. And you're Full feeling good, right? Yeah. So if you ask yourself that question, like mm. today, I know you've got mm. plans after this mm. podcast, you're gonna right. go, 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 go. Yes. Because if I loved myself today, I'm gonna go, 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 because right. I love it. I've got energy. I'm feeling good. I mm. want to do that. But you've yeah. got to have the energy in order to do that. Tomorrow you might wake up. And if you ask that question, what would I do if I loved myself? It would be like, oh, you know, go back to bed because I need a bit of rest today. <laughs> yes. For yeah. example, I'm not exactly. saying that's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Tick. But yeah. asking that question yeah. just gets you to go, huh. And it's the same thing. Imagine you make a mistake. This is when people's self-critical thoughts really kick in, right? If they mm -hmm. fail, they make mm -hmm. a mistake or they do something they're embarrassed about. And in that moment, they're feeling like, oh, I'm such an idiot or I'm so, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that or whatever they're feeling. Yeah. What would I do if I loved myself? Well, I might say, you did the best that you could. You're okay. It's just a mistake. Tomorrow's another day. You'll be fine. It's that compassionate voice that. That's beautiful. Would, what, That's beautiful. What would I say if I love myself or what would I do if I love myself? I think it's either. I think there's a, to As me, in, it's what would I say? If I love myself. In that instance, yeah. yes. Yeah. But sometimes the thing is an action, like having yeah. a nap. Yes. So I yeah. don't think... To me, it's say it first up. You know, don't, you, you're tired. You, you're worn out. You know, to me, yeah. it's more Yeah, and then say, it might be a do. resonates better yeah. with me. It might and then be a, do follows. I'm going to call Nicola because yeah. she always makes me feel better. Yeah. Mm. And this is where it's well, not... Well, sometime I want to kill us. This is where... What I love about coaching oh, is... It. When you really look at coaching, coaching is asking powerful questions because it's not prescriptive. And this is what I don't like about some of the coaching world and some of the messages that we see, whether it's on social media or on websites, is people saying, here's the five things to do to have a good day. Or yes, yeah. here's, do this, do this. You wake up at 6am and you do. And that might work for someone and it's not going to work for someone else. No. The point of a question like that is not to say, oh, the loving thing to do is this. It's to get a person to ask themselves, what would be loving for me right now? And Sam, tell us the difference between that and someone who's going, is it all too much about me, me, me? Is it a bit narcissistic if you're going to go, my whole thing is about me, me? You know, like what's the difference there? You know, no, so I'm listening so, to this yeah. at the moment going, I don't want to be too much about me, me, me in the morning. Is this right for me? You know, oh, I was just wondering. But that's your energy bank, isn't it? <laughs> if you haven't got that fill yeah. to step no, into I'm so life. glad you asked yeah. it. Because very often yeah. people who are concerned about becoming more self-loving, they yes. say to me that exact mm. thing, Nicola. Yeah. They say, yeah, they but when guilty. does it become selfish? When does yes. it become narcissistic? Yeah. 
narcissistic. It. First mm. of all, I would say narcissism, we're talking about a totally different, different, different thing. Different thing. Yes. I, I promise you a narcissist is not actually being self-aware and reflective. No. They don't have that ability. They no. have all kinds of insecurities and things going on. So narcissism, slightly different, but selfish for mm. sure, right? Mm. And all I can say to that is if you look at the most self-loving, self-compassionate people, they take care of themselves so well that it just means they have more energy to give others. They are kinder. They are more generous. And this is, it's Love counterintuitive. That. People don't realize it. But if you are forgiving with yourself, gentle with yourself, kind with yourself, compassionate with yourself, you're able to extend that to other people. It's people that don't take the time to look after themselves or to treat themselves to kindly. It's the people rest. that judge themselves, that are critical of themselves, that never rest, that go, 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 that are then judging other people by that Wow. Standard. That's so true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And people yeah, who then criticise others yeah. sometimes if they stop and, the and love themselves. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> learning to love yourself. Isn't that the word? Whitney. Yeah. There we go, Whitney. Oh, but now, what about Sam? I remember you showing it. You had a little baby picture of yourself. Yes. Tell oh, us yeah, about we love that. that. This is my favourite tool. Oh, is that in your <laughs> It's my screensaver on my phone. And this, for anyone, again, for anyone that finds it that they're being mean to themselves or critical or, yeah, just treating themselves badly every now and then, like we all do, put a photo of yourself under the age of five on mm. your phone as your screensaver. Because below the age of five, kids don't have any issues with self-love or self-worth, right? All sorts of things are happening. Yes, they're being conditioned, they're little kids. Mm. But kids are just themselves. It doesn't occur to them to have a negative opinion about themselves. They're just absorbing. That's so refreshing, isn't forming, it? <laughs> unfortunately, between the ages of five and seven is when our foundational kind of self-worth forms and then all sorts of things happen throughout our life to, to change it in different ways. But below the age of five, you're just who you are, innocent, beautiful, lovable, worthy, deserving, all the things. But that's who you still are. And so if you have that photo of yourself at that age and you can look into your own eyes as a little kid, every time I look at her, the three-year-old version of me that stares back at me from that screensaver, I'm like, I can't say mean things to her because that's abusive. That's child abuse. Yeah. And if she is me, that is still abusive. Mm. It's self-abuse. And it's not okay. So you then wow. nurture her. And so say I nurture her. I look at her and I say, what would I say to her? Wow. I'd say, oh, Sam, it's you're beautiful. so cute. You're doing the best. Do you know what? <laughs> Driving here in the car, do you find mm. this ironic? Remember I said, I think it was a Jesuit said, show me a boy of five, I'll show you a man for life. But mm. I now say, show me a girl yes, of five yes, and I'll show you yeah. a woman of life. It yeah. works both ways. Yeah. I mean, we were just saying that driving in. We were just talking Isn't about that ironic? That yeah. There's something well, in that. When you think about it, would you ever oh. say to a little kid under five, oh, you're such an idiot if they made a mistake. Oh, you're so stupid. Well, Any people's shadows the do. They say it to kids. We you know say it to I mean. ourselves. We would yeah. never yes. say yeah. that. And it's in so interesting, isn't it? Because even though you're, we all evolve, we're different mm. people to, from what we were at, say, you know, four to what you are turning 40. Yeah. But the essence of who we are will always be that way forever. So it's just sort of the inner person, whether you're four or 40. It's how you massage no and manage that too, isn't well, it? Exactly. Every single human being on the planet, no matter who they are, what they've done, whether it's been epically good or horrific, they were all born as innocent children who were equally worthy and lovable and deserving. Mm. Your worth is innate 
because you exist. Mm, it's, it's not so up beautiful. for debate. It's no, not questionable. Mm, mm. And if you can remember that and remember, I am so worthy and lovable simply because I exist, then you can treat yourself better. Mm. And oh. that photo reminds me of that. It's beautiful, oh, wow. Sam. So our listeners can we go out. We love tuning in with those, you. I know. Find like you, we're having a life coach as a, as a producer. <laughs> I know, unbelievable. Like, we are so talk lucky. Talk about... Um, and, dual opportunities. And, <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. Sam does um, a lot of our audio, or lot all yeah. of our audio editing. <laughs> yeah. And does God so, help so, us? <laughs> just does it so brilliantly. But I think you sort of like we sometimes like intuitively know exactly the same sort of things. Mm. So I think sometimes when you're aligned that way, yeah. But you true. know, you're just sort of so tuned in, Sam. How lucky we are having Sam as a producer to actually tell us in our ears to how's it going for you, Sam? Like, you know, when we asked you what the start of the year, what do you think about being a producer for us? You know, has our, you know, podcast got any legs or what do you think? Tell us from your point of view. I think, I mean, it definitely has legs. It's great. It's so fun. For me, it's been like such a thrill. And for the listener out there who's like, why is this life coach producing a podcast? Just so you know, my first career was in media and production. So I was a TV producer for 10 years. I actually, thankfully, can edit and produce. It's not like a random, oh, I'm a life coach that just (laughs) jumped in. And you've had your own podcast too. I have had my own podcast, yeah. But from the perspective of being involved in this podcast, it's so much fun. You ladies are the best. The people you interview are so great. The conversations are wonderful. It's just a joy listening to you two because, yeah, it's just so natural, the conversations that you have, the questions you ask, the people you have on. It's the best because that's what I missed about, you know, when I was in Phuket and I was coaching all the time in Perth, I got to sit and have these very real conversations with people about their lives and their stories and what had happened to them and what they were struggling with. And I feel like being in this room, I get to be a fly on the wall for those type of conversations again. So even though it's not coaching, to me, it kind of is, it's this gift of someone giving you their story, trusting you with the things that might have been the most vulnerable moments in their life, the dark times, the rock bottoms. We've heard so many guests open up about those moments that kind of crack them open. And that, for me, that's why I coach, is to be able to hear that. And the fact that I get to hear it as a podcast producer, I'm like, bring it on. I love it. (laughs) Wow. Aren't we lucky, Jodie? I think that um, we're losing our jobs. So <laughs> I think, so. honestly, I can just listen to you all day. It's just yeah. really you've just it's you've got a beautiful voice, oh. and uh, and I just love hearing you know because you're sort of you know not saying you know you're doing all your work here and only occasionally we're getting you here on the floor. So I just love it. You on the back fence here, hanging over. It's the best chewing <laughs> chewing the fat. <laughs> and how's life for you post Phuket cleanse? Mm. <laughs> it was a bit. How long were you in Phuket, Sam? Uh, four years. Yeah, it's a long time four to years. live in an island and, yeah. and be a coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. I was going to say that was the most joyful time in my life, and and it was. But I don't want to say it as if there's not more kind of even brighter, better days to come. But it was such a beautiful life. I loved it. You ladies saw where I lived, like living on an island, being able to coach, give these types of workshops. I was speaking on on things that I really cared about, like how to live a more purposeful life, values-driven life, all these topics. And I would do that five or six times a week and ride around on my bike and do all the things. And then COVID brought me home in a pretty traumatic 
slam dramatic dunk, way. Yeah. I was one of those people. Everyone's got their own things of like slam dunk, but in your world there, Sam, it's huge. Mm. But it's amazing what the human body and the human spirit can do and how mm-hmm. we can sort of like then overcome. keep on going, overcome things here. And now, you know, a few years have gone on. And mm-hmm. I mean, apart from you've had your injury here, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're thriving now. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting back there. Yes. I'm really yeah. getting do you, back have you there. set new goals yeah. for yourself or tell us a bit more about you know yourself do you know what i am so huge on mm. and i spoke about it a little bit in the for anyone that listened to the gus warland episode on mm. how obsessed i am with mental and emotional fitness and i really want to start calling it fitness because mm. i want people to be doing things for their mind and their emotions every day and so there's certain things that i do every day that i know are going to make me feel better uh, which is, you know, going for a walk, walk. Getting, yeah. getting in the ocean, but yeah. then doing my gratitude practice. There's all kinds of little tools, even that photo on my phone that I have every day mm. that I'm like, okay, and I journal, I do everything that we've spoken about. But what I realized, my biggest kind of realization over the last few years in terms of my mental health and what what has helped it come from, I was really um, struggling with depression. Mm. And what has kind of brought me back to life is connection more than any other thing connection because I realized Mm. it didn't matter that I was doing every single thing that brought me joy walking going in the ocean every day but getting in the sunshine writing my gratitudes none of it mattered if there weren't people we're human. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're, we're sociable animals, literally. Yeah. And and I mean, when I say animals, it's the instinct of whether it's smell, see, taste, feel. Feel. A hundred percent. Feel, feel, feel. Touch. touch. And people sometimes when I touch them, because I just do that as I'm chatting, go, <gasps> and I'm thinking, my God, when were you last touched? Connection to, you know, Dr. Happy, who was saying, he said, all it takes is one person yeah. to have a connection. And it could be the barista. Do you feel that way with connection? Does it have to be like a connection at a party or can it be a connection with one on one? Yeah. Or well, your sister, for, you? for example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm lucky now. I have a lot of connection, but I think it can just be one person. I think for me, a lot of my grief came from the fact that I had such deep connections with all of these people, but none of them were in my country. None of them were in Sydney. And so for so long, I was like... That's interesting. How come I I feel connected, but because these people, I can only connect with them now over Zoom or FaceTime or the phone. It's not the same. Mm. What you're saying about physical touch, about community. So you're right. It could be the barista. It could be coming into this studio. But there needs to be this in-person connection. I do not believe that we can... So to your question, Nicola, can you have one person? Yes, but I think you need to have one person physically who you connect with. I don't think you can have one person When you say physically, you mean in what sense? I just mean that you can touch face-to-face. So so walk into a coffee shop. Yeah. You call that physical. If your one connection is with your friend, like my bestie in Mm. India or the States, Mm. yeah, it's a connection. But it's not the same mm. as seeing yeah, someone see, texting, being in a room. Hi, how are you? Yeah. That's important, as Gus Wallen says. Stay in yeah. contact. I love you. Stay con- in contact. And or go for a coffee and see someone. I mean, hands mm. down. Yeah. Easily. Meet it's someone. like present, the energy, mm. everything washing over you. Mm-hmm. I mean, make an effort. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's walk. just the looking each other in the eye. Totally. It's that real connection which you just Sit don't down, get. And even with a screen, with you're just not going to get that. Yeah. And you can also get the thing helps. as... It does. <laughs> Two glasses of wine sometimes Three. helps. <laughs> Depending oh, on the bubbles. moment. <laughs> yeah. But it's just true funny. what you're saying. But that's is beautiful that we're recognition. We're detaching. And, yeah, and I think I don't know yeah. if tips or something you could sort of share with our listeners with that with connection. You know, if, if people still like feel disconnected, what's that something that they could do? I think people really, you know, from my own experience of feeling really mm. disconnected and isolated, is we just need to make more of an effort to try and meet up with people. I know a lot of people that are struggling, or whether they're feeling down or tired or, or alone or alone. Sometimes we resist kind of reaching out to someone and and trying to arrange a coffee because we think what if in a week when I get to that day that I've said I'm going to meet for coffee I don't feel like it because my energy is bad or Mm. I'm not in the mood Mm -hmm. and so they're almost worried that they're going to have to cancel so they don't bother making the plan at all so I know a lot of people that just aren't really reaching out to to make these in-person connections the old what ifs yeah and I just think we absolutely do whatever you can yeah. to reach out. Reach so I think out. There's a song in "Reach Out," isn't there? Do you know? Reach that? out <laughs> and reach out and touch somebody. I thought I was going to sing it to another song, but "Reach Out." Well, yeah, that is a great. True, that's a great out. tip. And I yeah, tell you what, that's sort of yeah, been part of our thing with our podcast, really, isn't it, Joe? Mm-hmm. From when we first started and bringing Sam on board, is our genuine thing of reaching out to our listeners. Absolutely, and we've always. Yeah. Said if it was just that one person you that's going to like us, but yeah. it's just and some is. of the feedback we just warms our hearts. Yeah, you know? and the yeah. other thing I would say is don't be scared that too much time has passed for you to reconnect. Well, like so that. many people I are agree. like mm. probably thinking, oh, you know what? I'd really love to like go for coffee with that person mm. I met like then eighteen months ago. But oh, that's do a it. bit embarrassing. I haven't spoken to them in however long. I don't mm. know what's going on. What if? Just what if? Message them mm-hmm. because most people are not going to be offended by that. They're going to mm. be excited that mm-hmm. you've reconnected. And, you know, I love one of the books that I love is Bronnie Ware. Uh, she was a hospice nurse and she wrote the top five regrets of the dying. A lot of people know this book. I actually oh, contacted yes. her to get her on the body. Oh, oh, get wow. her on. Yeah, yeah. I actually did. And yes, one yeah. of the regrets is I, um, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Okay. And, oh, wow. and I just think, you know, so many of us, Connect with people in these moments and then we like, we just kind of let it go and don't reconnect with that person because I don't know what it is, whether we think like, oh. That's so beautiful alone, to Being hear. alone is one of the major issues in America at the moment, major health issues. Yeah. Doctors are now recognising. Loneliness. Loneliness is a major, major health issue. Absolutely. They, being lonely can make you sick. Oh, so, yeah. so, okay, that's well and good at stock statement, being lonely can make you sick. Well, think about the consequences of that. Make an effort. Get out, even if you're tired. Go for a walk, as you said. Mm-hmm. And or if you're taking your dog, chat to someone. Go to the barista and say, hi, how's your day going? Whatever. Step out of that. Make an effort. Some days I get it. You feel like concrete legs. You can't move. But on the days you feel lighter, step out. Mm. Walk out. Feel the warmth of the sun, as you said. Mm-hmm. Call a friend you haven't called in 
40 years, mm. four years, four it's minutes. The best. Yeah. And, and you, you know yeah. what? They'll respond. I They're know, human. You make their day. You know, because yes, so most times, so too, true. when you might be a bit embarrassed about, yeah. has it been too long? You know, you'll find that the response most time is like going, wow. It's like nearly every I'm time that I mean, they contacted can, me. If you can make you, you know? sick, what is washing mm. over your body? Mm. Yeah. Like, people mm. discard that. I had yeah. this recently with a friend who I hadn't Such spoken to in a year. And and I felt so like kind of embarrassed and ashamed that I hadn't reached out to him. He lives in London. Yes, him. And then I suddenly went, oh, hang on, it's two way. He hasn't either, so <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And I just said, hey, it's been so long, and I almost feel embarrassed so to long. to get in touch with you. Yeah. But I just well, here we go. Songs. I just miss yeah. you, and I want to know how you are. And like he responded straight away, and we got on a call Excellent. the next day, and now we're back in touch. Now they're married oh, and got four kids. I said, "Is he good looking? Is he a spunk and single?" Oh, look, he's a spunk. The, the poor guy. The, to add to my the reason I felt so bad is this guy's actually really sick at the moment. Oh. He's he's got cancer. Did you not know that? Or you... no, I knew that, okay. and that's why I was like, how can I possibly out. have yes. fallen out of touch with this person? Right. And I thought, get over yourself, Sam. Yeah. This isn't As we about say, you. Own it. See, isn't it? <laughs> See, don't you love that? Yeah. Sam just said, get over yourself, Sam. Mm. What does my brother say? Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> And I say often, Tita and I you say, what does go. my brother say? Go with it. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. We, ho- we, we we put all these bloody mm. handbrakes everywhere. Just just get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> Blow the them away. the worst thing that happen? He doesn't yeah. want to see you then. So you what? Know? Ring the next person. Are there any other tips that you'd want to say leave the listeners with now? Can I bring it back to self-love again? Of course. I want to bring it back. Hit me with it. Okay. Please. So what I used to always say to people was so much kind of stress, anguish, all the kind of negative emotions in our life are caused by things that are outside of our control, right? Very often, whether it's illness, injury, the pandemic, whatever, shit happens, right? All this stuff goes wrong, causes us distress. You have complete 100% control over the way that you treat yourself how you speak to yourself, what you do for yourself, how kind you are to yourself, how gentle you are, how compassionate you are, how loving you are, how friendly you are. You get to wake up every day and choose how you treat yourself. And if you decided today to choose to treat yourself in the best way possible, your entire life would change and it's 100% in your control. It's the most empowering thing of all. You can walk out of the room and decide to be mean to yourself, critical, judgmental, all the things, or you can walk out and say, you know what, I am going to love myself so much, I'm going to just be fun, joyful, loving, kind, caring, all the things, and I get to decide. No one has any say over how I treat myself. I just think, what a gift that you can Treat oh. yourself brilliantly. Like what, what you believe, you become. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love that one too. That's true, it, Sam. That is such on. such yeah. beautiful words. Thank and, you, Sammy. And before you go, Sammy we have to seal. ask you the signature questions. Oh, uh, yeah. So oh. we're saying that. What advice would you give to your twenty-year-old self? I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, <laughs> but because at twenty, I did. I was pretty mean. I was a super high achiever, and I mean, it was just before I moved to Paris. I was doing great things, but. I think the only thing that I would say to her would be, you're brilliant. You're doing the best that you can. Be kind to yourself, always. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Tiny, I think you lost. Uh, If you had an opportunity to meet anyone (laughs) in the whole world down the back fence, who would that be? (laughs) 
And why? Um, it would actually be my grandma. Oh, um, often grandmas come yes. up. Interesting. But it's a grandma that I never met. Oh, um, what's her name? Her name's Etta. Etta! What a beautiful Etta. name. So Etta was my mum's mum and she died in her 50s, like quite young, oh, gosh, um, yeah. of a heart attack. She died before any of us. I'm one of four, but before all my mum's kids were born. So none of us met her. Wow. And my mum has had like such a significant impact on my life in the most beautiful way. She's she's the best. I love my mum. And I just wish I knew her mum and where she came from. And she used to say to me, ah, oh, so much of you reminds me of my mum. Oh, oh she, she, mum would say that to you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. In some of the ways I would get, I can get very passionate about things. I can be a bit outspoken. I can rock the boat a little bit if I care about something. Love that. And <laughs> Can I ask the question you'd put to her if you met her down the back fence, Etta? <sighs> Mm, good question, That's Daddy. such a good question. <laughs> I think I would just want to know like what her favourite memories were of my mum. What was it like mothering my mum? Like oh, I just want to know what my mum was like. That's a beautiful like. one. That's very beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Sam, you have just been such yeah, I a... Yeah, I could listen to Sam all day. Absolutely. Just such yeah. a joy to have. And I, we love having you this time behind the mic, which is just <laughs> she great. She didn't have to come too far. She went from the seat over there <laughs> to here. That's yeah, true. Yeah, switch <laughs> seats. Well, thank you. you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, fantastic. We'll be in your ears next Monday. Yeah. And we want to rate and review. And, Daddy, how many stars do we want this? Um, 4,225. Is that all? Yep. I think so. Reach for the stars. <laughs> it's the most I've ever asked for. Yeah, Very positive today because I've been listening to Sam. There well, you go. Follow. We want people See? to follow. What you believe you become. <laughs> That's exactly right. And the same with the right time. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you on Monday. Hey, ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.